0: Welcome to the Vocal Sanctuary podcast, where singing is your birthright. This is a sacred space to transform your pain into art, to harness the potential of your creative energy, and experience the benefits of singing as pleasure. I'm your host, Laura Rose and I'm delighted to bring you wisdom from guest interviews with high-level creatives who dare to shine bright. Thank you for tuning in. Eva Clay's mission is to illuminate the menage a trois of soul, sex, and science. She's helped thousands of people unlock their innate potential for pleasure. As a former professor of neuroscience, She bodaciously reminds us that smart is sexy. Her work is an elegant marriage of the profound and the playful. And she's been a practitioner of Neo Tantra for over a decade. She is known for her signature courses, Aphrodite Circle, and Somatic Mastery and Magic. What does it mean to you to unleash your voice?
1: Hmm. For me, it means to unleash the authentic impulse of the body through the voice to me the voice is the expression of the nervous system really it communicates of course i'm a science geek so i'm going to say it communicates so much about the state of the self Mm. and so to unleash your expression i feel is to step fully and authentically and boldly into who you truly are
2: How do we do that, Eva? How do we step in boldly and authentically into who we truly are? (laughs) Hmm.
1: Well, for one, um, in keeping with our theme here is to use your voice.
2: This experience of soul, sex, and science
1: kind of bringing through all these, these
2: pieces and unlocking our potential for pleasure I know so many people in this in our immersion, you know, have expressed that at one point singing was really fun and pleasurable. It was exciting. It was joyful. And then somewhere down the road, it it becomes distant. And so, how do we kind of be in that that exploration of bringing
1: our pleasure, coming into relationship with pleasure and singing? To me, pleasure you know like pleasure is my religion <laughs> I, you know i i study this i i feel like it's an art form and pleasure is a practice to me it's really about just developing the neural pathway to allow yourself to recognize and then to embody and feel and see and enjoy pleasure and it really is like a muscle so the more that we can attune to certain sensations And call it pleasure, the more the brain is going to go seeking similar experiences and sensations. And, you know, I know you're a a tantrika also. So this is a very tantric perspective of finding the pleasure in everything. And all it requires is you being able to fixate your attention on the pleasurable aspects of any experience. Mm -hmm. So when we're singing and You know i work with people in in other modalities and fields who will say the same thing and especially when it comes to sex like i don't have pleasure with sex anymore but in part that's because what used to be novel and interesting to the brain about the experience is no longer novel and the kind of shine has worn off and what i feel it's inviting us to do is go a little deeper go to the to the deeper layer of the experience And tell your brain, tell your consciousness, your soul even, to find what's good about that. Name it as good and then fixate on it. And pretty soon you're going to start to feel really good about doing it. The big message I have around this is that we often are default when it comes to pleasure. Like we Mm -hmm. want pleasure to come to us. We enjoy it when it comes, um, when it's Anything, singing or sex or anything. And we want to enjoy it. But the reality is we have to cultivate it. We have to look for it. We have to invite it and then open to it. So there's a lot of activity in my, like, you know, pleasure is a verb in, in my book because it takes some action on our part to find it and receive it.
2: I love that word, even fixate, and then fixate on the pleasure what's good here there's so many links here that i want to get your take on around how the voice and sound can support our pleasure or invite us into you know that turn on that yummy
1: space absolutely the voice is very important when it comes to turn on And when I talk about turn on, and I'm not just talking about sexual turn on, but I mean, anything that lights you up and brings you more alive in my book is turn on. And how sound and voice is involved in that is that the more you can create sound out of an experience and through an experience, the more pleasurable it would be for you. And there are a variety of, you know, neurological systems and mechanisms that are at play here. And one of them being the relationship between sound and the vagus nerve. And when we vibrate our voice, now it needs to actually be a vibration in the throat, not just a breathy sound, but like a vibration. It actually stimulates the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve runs, is the largest nerve in your body. It runs all the way from the brain stem down through the viscera, the gut. And into the sexual and reproductive organs, mm-hmm. and so when you vibrate that nerve, it sends a signal down to the reproductive and sexual centers that you're safe to feel turned on. And so I'm always coaching women to sound your sensations, even if the sensations are like um, lukewarm. Like mm-hmm. like you're, you don't need to be in like the throes of your orgasm to make a sound, even just the the feel of a touch on your hand or like my kitty when I hold my cat or kiss my cat I'm always making sounds so I'm sounding the sensation of his softness so when you can get into that practice you start to tone the vagus nerve and then more and more and more pleasure can keep running through it not only sexually but in every domain of your life You try it yeah. right now Just. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs>
2: as you were talking I was imagining that that also if I was picturing you with your kitty cat and that purr and that what we're communicating like what we communicate to the other people in our life when we are in that expression or holding a little kitty cat and the kitty cat feeling you feeling that that vibration
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I imagine that that this is true for our relationships and the importance of the
1: voice in our relationships. And I'm wondering what you could speak to that. Yes. So there are two levels in which I speak to this in my work. Mm -hmm. And one level is the metaphoric voice. So meaning your assertion, your expression, your um, statement of your needs and desires and boundaries. There's that level of voice, which we know all of those things are really important when it comes to a healthy relationship. Um, Boundaries and needs and expressing wants, desires, etc. And the vast majority of women that I work with, and I've been doing this now for 25 years and I've worked Mm -hmm. with thousands of women, the vast majority of women have some kind of block when it comes to expressing themselves in the relationship. And I think there are a lot of very deep even ancestral factors at play here with that also sociocultural factors at play here and we're often not uh, entrained in how to assert ourselves uh, whether it be asserting a need or a desire or a boundary and the other level at which I speak to this is actually intonation Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and something that we forget about is that when we are receiving a communication, a vocal communication. The brain is constantly scanning and appraising those notes, those frequencies for signs of danger or safety. Like the brain is always appraising its environment. It's also appraising sound and voice. So we're looking for cues and clues in our partner's vocal communication as to what the deeper meaning of that communication might be and if it's a threat or not to us. And so when you're giving a communication, I'm often coaching couples about this, it's really interesting how to kind of center yourself and ground your voice before you issue that communication, especially if it's a very important one because it's going to impact the way your partner receives it. So if there's tension in the throat, because there's stress or anxiety behind the communication, your partner's going to receive that. Like if it's like this, like, can you please do the dishes? You know, it's going to land differently than, mm, can you please do the dishes? And so learning how to modulate your communications this way, I think is really important and an often overlooked part of our intimacy. Yes. It's not what we say, but
2: how we say it. Exactly. That piece. The piece that really stood out to me that clicked was how we scan our environment, little reptilian brain looking for danger. (laughs) And we're also scanning sound for danger. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a funny meme that I saw that's like, when I'm about to bleed, did you look at me the wrong way, you know, Mm -hmm. their partner as a being in relationship, you know, with my husband constantly like, how is he receiving me today? And did did you say something to me with his tone? And it's just so interesting and how we can also provide that in our communication where we can have the choice with it and say, ah, let me, let me neutralize this this vocalization and how I'm, how I want to express
1: it to you. Yes, absolutely. And that the transformation can go both ways. So it can go inside out or outside in. Yes. Right. Um, I know you know this, but for your listeners, for your listeners that I love what you just said that um, to sort of center yourself and neutralize before you issue a communication. So that's going from the inside out. So just know that as human beings our brains are totally wired to read each other in ways that are way beyond our consciousness and so your partner's going to read into the tone of your voice just the way you read into theirs and so you can center yourself and choose the tone in which you want to communicate that one phrase now Sometimes it's like not a big deal. It doesn't matter. You're just being casual. Can you please pass the salt? But sometimes it's really important. And we can also go from the outside in. So learning how to use your voice and modulate that skillfully actually changes the internal experience of it as well. For instance, if I'm to lower my voice and to slow it down when I speak to you and begin to enunciate and articulate a little bit more it creates a shift in my nervous system and it's very calming, it calms me down. So that's going from the outside in. And all this to say how important voice is in your intimacy, the quality of your relationships. Now, some of my teachers, um, one of them being David Data, you know, I've studied with him for years, kind of back in the day, and he would always talk about speaking from your balls. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a man, you know, to, to speak from your balls and you can hear men when they make a shift into like, I'm speaking to you like this, you know? And like the voice lowers and they it's like they take on this posture and this stance of of masculine stability. And oh God, it feels so good to receive that, right? And, and for, for women, when we're speaking from our heart, When our communication is run through the heart center and it's offered softly, but no less strong through that heart chakra, through that heart frequency. I was noticing
2: as you were making that shift to speak slower and more articulate and even like into your heart, I I leaned in it was like I wanted to hear you like I, I
1: actually came
2: closer to the camera and like felt so welcomed
1: yes because notice that type of voice communicates safety mm-hmm. that you're safe to come near you're safe to, to draw in and so there may be moments when you want to create that with someone and moments when you don't when mm-hmm. you know so you can adjust your voice accordingly I want to, I want to go back to orgasm. (laughs) (laughs) Always. We always go back to orgasm. Perfect. It's my favorite thing in the world.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What can you share about a sound and orgasm and being in that, the, the orgasm of sound?
1: (laughs) Not only the sound of orgasm, but the orgasm of sound. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, one thing I'll add on because I kind of already talked about this a bit: how sounding really increases pleasure for a woman. Yes, and I believe also that when we sound our sensations as women, that it does sort of heal or correct. Or realign, reposition a lot of ancestral programming in our bodies. You know, for millennia, women's voices have been silenced and it's been unsafe for us to use our voice. And from an evolutionary psychology perspective, you know, when you're in the throes of pleasure and you begin to sound, there is almost, aside from sleep, no more vulnerable position you could be in. So you're vulnerable to predators, you're vulnerable mm. to prey. You know, it's, an, it's a total act of vulnerability and even more vulnerable because you're sounding. So then you're drawing attention to yourself. So imagine as we're evol- evolving on the Serengeti, when we're mm. hunters and gatherers, um, would it have been safe to shriek in orgasm <laughs> during lovemaking not so much not so much and yet um it, there are these incredible physiological systems that optimize when we do so i believe that we're breaking the spell of silence mm-hmm. when we sound our pleasure and i believe it literally has an epigenetic effect that we're changing our genome structure we're changing our dna by enjoying pleasure out loud. Additionally, let's talk about what it's like to receive that sound, the sound of pleasure. So what's really interesting is that there's a lot of talk about the differences between the male and female brain. And from a scientific perspective, they're not that different, but there are a few key differences that are really important to understand. And that is that women are mm, sort of wired i don't really like that word but we're oriented to look for sounds that might represent danger because we have a more active vigilance center so we're more attuned to let's say our partner's anger so if he speak or she speaks to us with an angry tone we're going to like really be sensitive to that the male brain has a hypersensitivity to sounds of pleasure so The male brain is seeking like where's the pleasure sound and that's like his target and so if you have a male partner and you do offer him sounds of pleasure it like tickles and delights his brain and makes him extra happy it also has this effect on him that he will be more willing to keep pleasuring you in the bedroom and outside of the bedroom the more that you sound it's effect on you, his effect on you, because it signals his dopamine circuitry. So it gives him a goal to keep <laughs> to keep shooting for. So one thing I tell my couples, and I do this in my relationships also, is that if he's doing something you like, like he's washing the dishes or mm-hmm. taking out the trash, like sound your pleasure <laughs> with him for mm-hmm. that, because he's <laughs> going gonna to keep doing it. True story. Mm. Mm. there's some evidence in
2: there <laughs> yeah it struck me there was a there was almost this wave of emotion a, such a gift to give my partner the sound of my pleasure and this grief of the times in which maybe I held back held in my my sound or my delight That's and then sweet. the gift that keeps on giving yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm wondering, Eva, if there's one nugget of delight into the the hearts of the women who are listening, and there's a couple men who are listening too,
1: if there's anything else that you would love to impart our listeners with? Yes, there's something I really wanted to touch on. And that is how important it is for women to speak declaratively. So what I mean by that is in my former life for 20 years, I ran a rape treatment clinic and a battered women's shelter and I was a clinical social worker. It's a previous life. But one thing I did for many years was to accompany assault survivors to the police station to file a report. And I got into this idea of coaching the women to speak in a way that was believable and that would legitimize their claim. And I started doing some research on upspeak so for your listeners who don't know what upspeak is it's a very well documented thing you can google it many studies out of harvard this is fascinating i'm going to impart this quickly women are acculturated to not be a threat and to not be a threat to each other or to other men and this is from you know eons of evolution uh how women can sometimes use the appease strategy to survive so Mm -hmm. we diminish our power when we're speaking in order to communicate that we are not a threat so you'll notice sometimes you if you're listening you might notice that you do this too i've caught myself doing it of upspeak which means to end every sentence with a question Mm -hmm. Um, laura i like your hair there's a plant hanging behind you it's really pretty And I would like to come see you someday. It's like every sentence ends on the up. So when you're in a situation where you're wanting to assert some sense of power, professionalism, or legitimacy, and you're speaking in up speak, the studies have shown people will take you less seriously. than if you were to say, Laura, I really like your hair. There's a pretty green plant hanging behind you. I'd really love to come see you someday. So we're not questioning ourselves when we're speaking in the declarative. And I love to empower women with this, because when it comes to sex, money, career, your status, everything that you're trying to achieve in your life, the way you communicate yourself is going to be very important on these subtle levels that are not often talked about. And I challenge you to notice how often you upspeak and in what situations you're doing that You're trying to engender affection or approval from your listener and instead to convert that into the declarative. As I was receiving your declarative
2: statements, wow, how much vulnerability and trust. I was seeing those words come out and and pierce and through coming to me (laughs) so efficiently there is no other energy to get in the way of -hmm. receiving that (laughs) and how important and and what that requires of us to pierce
1: through yes that's what i want for all women to embody that power
0: thank you for joining us for this episode of the vocal sanctuary podcast If you like what you're hearing, say so. We love hearing from you. Please comment, share, and subscribe. And to learn more about ongoing vocal programs with me, visit thevocalsanctuary.com.